Welcome once again to another edition of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm Darren Long, your host for this week, also Vice President of Sales with Guildhall Wealth Management and Senior Analyst, and alongside myself is my colleague and good friend, Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. We're doing the show on Thursday, November the 9th, and we are taping here in the afternoon. We have a lot to talk about, Jeremy. I will remind everybody that our team has been helping people in the gold and silver and bullion world since 2002 when we first opened up our doors. And we deal in the world of physical gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. This is our ninth full year of doing the Real Money Show. And before we get started, Guildhall representatives, myself and Jeremy included, are not financial advisors. We are not financial planners. And past performance of gold and silver or colored diamonds is not necessarily indicative of the future performance. In fact, I think, and I'm going to tell you why in today's show, it's going to be much better than what the past has held. And if it's anything close to what the past was, Jeremy, I'm sure you'll agree with such a jam-packed show that gold and silver are exciting coming into these next few months. Yes. We were having a meeting with a client today, and we were just discussing the overall sense of the market. And and sort of the theme that we took away from that meeting was that things can change rapidly. Uh, One of the things that we are going to talk today about is an interesting article talking about rate reversal and looking at over 700 years of data. And the fact is, is that rates can change rapidly. And we can see that things can change like precious metals moving out up rapidly can happen as well. Right now, precious metals are very cheap and those that are getting into the market are taking advantage of an incredible bargain. Last week, Darren, we were talking about the everything bubble, this idea of stocks being in a bubble and housing being in a bubble. And I think we threw tech in there and things like Bitcoin being in a bubble. And so we're looking at the everything bubble and seeing, okay, well, why not just buy something that is incredibly undervalued like physical precious metals? And of course, they are a hedge against inflation, a hedge against dollar devaluation, a hedge against geopolitical unrest, which is something that we're starting to see a lot of, especially we just saw what happened in the Middle East this past week. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. And, and what we're seeing in Asia right now with Trump visiting Asia We don't know what can happen. Things can change really, really quickly. So I kind of wanted to put that forth as part of a theme that we're going to look at today of rapidly rapid change. Well, they say 10% of the people make 90% of the money, Jeremy. The number to call and get involved and be part of that 10% is one eight seven seven eight silver You'll hear it often throughout the show. And if you're lucky enough to be on a device or in front of a computer that can surf the internet... Try the website. Guildhallwealth.com is the website where you can find out a ton of... It's invaluable information, Jeremy. It comes down to being educated and being smart about what you do with your money. It always improves the outcome. Our website is full of great tools for people to do just that and to connect with us as well to get the free Precious Metals Advisor subscription, our weekly newsletter that goes out around the world. We have thousands of subscribers. We're happy to send it to you, even if you're thinking of becoming a client. And it's something we like to do just to say, welcome, here's a little bit about what we're thinking and how we think, and it's worth the read every week. Yeah, it's a great way to discover information about the precious metal market, read information that you're not gonna get in the mainstream media. The mainstream media has never liked precious metals. Uh, Major banks don't really like precious metals either. So, you know, this is something that is outside of the norm, even though we're not inventing a wheel here. Precious metals have been considered money 
a store of wealth and value for thousands of years, and we don't see that trend changing anytime soon, which is the opposite of rapid. Well, we talked about a quote you mentioned just a minute ago. If you wouldn't mind, can you quickly just bring that to our listeners' attention again before we go on to the next topic? Right. So we were talking about this just before we went on air, Darren, that uh, we saw a quote from Simon Mikhailovich. He is the co-managing member and chief executive officer of Odysseus Capital. And what he said was really interesting. He said, uh, and this was actually a quote which came up in the Cayman Island Journal, which was, we have lost the culture of preparedness. And the key is not to predict the future, but to prepare for it. What a great quote. I mean, this is why you want to hold 10, 15, 20% of your net worth in a physical hard asset that's been a store of wealth for thousands of years. This is why you want to own gold and silver, because you don't know when bubbles are going to burst until it's already happened. In fact, I was just listening to something about Janet Yellen. She never saw any of the event economic events happening. She just stuck to her models and somehow became the, the fair chair of the Fed. If you look back at the bullion market as a whole, since 2002 when we opened up our doors, Jeremy, there have been four major runs on the market. And what has become more evident than ever is the topic we've used time and time again to discuss openly with our listeners how the headlines don't do a good enough job at divulging the true source and information behind those headlines. The economy in the U.S. is right now being touted as very positive. It's a growth uh, period for the economy, as most headlines are touting. The job market seems very good. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But as it relates to the quote you just said, one of the big topics we've discussed in being prepared in owning gold and silver as an insurance policy for your wealth, existing wealth, which you work so hard to accumulate in this day and age, is the idea that inflation is a silent killer of wealth. It is happening around us. It's happening every day. Gas is a perfect example right now of that exact amount of inflation. I look this week about why gas, trying to find out why gas prices are rising in Canada. I brought with me a small article, but what I wanted to discuss before we get there and talk more about that is why I believe there is a real case, Jeremy, for silver to rise to $50 an ounce by next spring. These markets have given us but eight to 10 month windows of opportunities four times since 2002. And the best thing that they do for most people is lull people to sleep. We fall asleep at the wheel. We start losing interest in certain things. And before you know it, boom, You know, like Bitcoin, and I hate using the example, everybody falls asleep at the wheel and all of a sudden you hear nothing but everyone talking Bitcoin when it's $7,000 for one Bitcoin, when just a year ago or two, it was nothing. The ride is, is not necessarily over, but it's a lot more risk involved in buying Bitcoin now or buying an asset like that. Before we get there, honestly, this is why I think silver is going to $50 an ounce in 2018. Something different, at least for now, is happening right behind the scenes. Maybe it's related to smart big money knowing that the world is on this cusp of very rampant and uncontrollable price inflation after we've had this massive, unprecedented 
science experiment thrown on us with the money printing that's happened around the world over the last nine years. And in reality, the money supply inflation really began back in the late 80s, early 90s. The U.S. as the leader in this particular arena has been printing money hand over fist really since Nixon ended the gold standard, but it really ramped up when Greenspan took over the Federal Reserve. And you look around the world right now, we literally could have a Weimar moment in any number of countries, and it's happening to small peripheral countries all over the place, which the headlines don't talk about. But this is the perfect time to discuss why you would own assets like gold and silver, even though it's not necessarily seeing silver at 30 or 40 or $50. Because folks, if you don't think in advance, like Jeremy in the quote just pointed out, If you don't think in advance about how to prepare and manage and protect the wealth that you need for retirement, especially as we see a quicker and faster baby boomer population coming to the age of retirement, you'll never make it. We talked a long time ago, Jeremy, and I don't want to make this too long, but about what you would need to retire. And we said not but two years ago, at the age of 40, to get to 65, you'd basically have 25 years in which you'd have to have at least a bare minimum at the age of 65 of $1 million in savings in order to live comfortably from the age of 65 to 90 as a couple. And that's not assuming that some lifespans are going to be shorter, some longer than others. That's just saying from the age of 65, I call it a day. I no longer work every day. You need $1 million in the bank in order to retire and live comfortably. Otherwise, anything less than that is going to subtract from your agreed upon lifestyle, the one that you've become used to. And what we're talking about here, folks, is not only gas prices, not only food prices, but it's silent things that nobody mentions. The monetary inflation we've seen was contained when It was just the Federal Reserve and maybe the Bank of Japan printing years ago, a decade ago, two decades ago, when they were the two largest economies in the world. But now the world is drowning in fiat currency all over the place. And a lot of people, in fact, a big portion of that 10% that makes 90% of the money, Jeremy, are buying gold and silver. The number, folks, to call is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. You can find out more there. But Jeremy, it is the truth. We are coming to an unprecedented period of time in our lives. And we can't say if everything's going to fall apart tomorrow. We're not advocating bunkers full of food and bottled water. We're just saying protect your wealth while you still can. Well, you've you've covered a lot of ground. You started. You talked about the fact that there, there's been a lot of money printing. That it hasn't been one individual central bank like there was in Germany. We're talking about multiple central banks printing money. We ta- you talked briefly about what it's going to take to retire, and you know I don't know if a million dollars is going to cut it, Darren. At at point seven five interest rates, you're getting seventy five hundred dollars a year for that money. So. I think you need to have a lot more in that. Of course, low interest rates means people have to search for yield, and that's why we're seeing all these bubbles being created in the first place. You you mentioned unemployment being down in the U.S. and the stock market being up and things looking good. Well, you know, personally, I, I beg to differ. I think that uh, the low credit has meant that the wealthy have been able to borrow. They've searched for yield in real estate. They've mm-hmm. searched for yield in buying back stock. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that the that the economy is producing anything. And when when people are 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 no longer looking for work, uh, they're no longer being counted as unemployed. So, I think that there's a lot of skewed numbers out there. I think that there's a, a lot of bubbles as we've been talking about the everything bubble. 
And you also mentioned inflation, which and, and Greenspan start kicking it off. And Greenspan, by the way, was uh, he does have a quote on the record of saying, "In the absence of a gold standard, there is no way to protect savings from the confiscation through inflation. There is no safe store of value, obviously, except gold." Now, this is a really interesting thing because. Every so often we get people asking us, because at Guildhall, what we do is we store physical precious metals for clients. It's a fully insured vault, fully secured. The only thing that this vault does is protect physical precious metals for clients. You can take it home anytime, of course. There's no obligation. We also allow clients to utilize this same depository for investments in registered accounts where they can put physical precious metals. And every so often someone will say, well, what if the government decides to confiscate it? And I always have to point out the fact that governments have been confiscating your wealth for decades now. It's called inflation. They just keep printing money and you wonder why one day you're paying $2.50 for a coffee that used to cost $1.25. That is inflation stealing your wealth. And the only way to get a rebate check for that is to have something that is inflation proof. And we know that precious metals are inflation proof in that way. So we've seen gold, for example, move up over $300 in the last 15 years in Canadian funds. Well, you know, if inflation's at over 5% a year, real world inflation, then gold at over 9% a year is doing its job. One eight seven seven eight silver is a number to call if you'd like to buy and own some gold, silver. If you want to look at natural fancy colored diamonds, an opportunity to come to our office and find out more about how to get into these markets, the website is guildhallwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about price inflation. We're going to talk about the BLS or the BS as I call it in the US, which is the Bureau of Labor Statistics on job reports and the quality of employment. Again, other signals why you should be owning gold and silver. Jeremy, we have a seminar coming up that I want our listeners to know about. It's limited. We've already had a number of seats spoken for. We have a few left, but we'd like to get you folks in there and learn more about how to get gold and silver into your uh, precious metals portfolio through your registered accounts and RSPs, TFSAs. We will talk about allocated financing, how to get a thousand, two, three, four thousand ounces of silver or maybe 10, 20, 30 ounces of gold into your portfolio at a fraction of the price you would pay. We'll also show some natural fancy colored diamonds. That seminar is coming up November the 18th at 10 a.m. at the offices of Guildhall Wealth Management in Markham, Ontario. Go to the website www.guildhallwealth.com to find out more about that. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver You can visit our website. It is guildhallwealth.com. And before we left for commercial break, Jeremy, we were discussing opportunities to get into the market quickly and the seminar that's coming up. We should talk about some of the promotions we have going on also right now. Right. So the seminar is filling up very quickly. The seminar is going to be held on Saturday, November 18th. We're going to do it at 10 a.m. on a Saturday so that people can get in, learn about the market, see some natural fancy colored diamonds in person, also see some physical bullion in person. I think that that's always a good thing. 
And uh, we're going to talk about the markets. We're going to talk about different ways to get involved in the market and uh, and then get you on your way. You can enjoy the rest of your Saturday. But that's filling up very quickly. So go to guildhallwealth.com and make sure you, you reserve your seat for that. Then we have... For anyone wanting to hold physical precious metal in their registered accounts, this is a great way to protect your wealth long term for your retirement. And we can do that with Guildhall, physically allocated, segregated accounts. You have access to your product to go there and hold your product, be able to put it in your hand. As we like to say, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. This proves through transparency that you own the product. And if you want to do that and get involved in physical bullion in your registered account, Guildhall is going to give you one gram of gold for every $5,000 US that you invest. It's a great way to say thank you and to put some uh, physical product in your hands that, you know, a lot of people take those grams of gold and give them out as Christmas gifts. And I think the the decorations are just about going up right now. So think that's something to consider as well. Since we are talking about impending snow and, uh, and, and Christmas carols and all of these type of things, Guildhall would also like to uh, give you a pair of diamond earrings with our compliments on any natural fancy colored diamond over 25000 US. So I spend 25000 US or more on any diamond that I'm probably going to end up investing in anyways, and I get the diamond studs as well. Not only do you get to have an incredible, beautiful diamond that you could put into a piece if you'd like to enjoy or put away just to protect wealth and grow your wealth, but you're going to have a pair of diamond earrings that you can show off at that great staff party or Christmas party or holiday party that's coming up and enjoy it uh, for a lifetime. Well, that's an awesome way to get involved, get something out for more than just one person because you never know what people's intentions are. A lot of people, Jeremy, don't want to wear the diamond. They want to put it away. If you have the diamond studs that come with it, they're gorgeous, beautiful. That's your takeaway that can be used every week and a reminder of what you invested in, of course. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number to call, guildhallwealth.com. There you can see some of those diamonds that Jeremy was just mentioning. Whether it's home delivery, whether it's the depository, registered accounts, or allocated financing, which we're going to talk about through the show, you can do it all through us here at Guildhall Wealth Management. Now, before we were going to a break, we were mentioning price inflation. And really what I want to delve into is how this is going to play a role in sending silver to $50 an ounce. And goodness gracious, if we go to 32 to 1, gold is going back to $2,000 an ounce where it was in 2011. And it's an incredible moment if you're an investor and you look back and say, I took the time to find out and educate myself and bought silver at $17 an ounce. That's right. You know, you mentioned in the first segment, Darren, you were, you were, um, uh, talking about Bitcoin being at 7,000 and it's funny because people want to buy it at 7,000, you know, they're probably not even in looking into it and reading half the articles that you and I have read, but I love that. I love that because we know we've always said it on the show. More people will buy silver at 40 and $50 than would ever buy it below 20. And more people are going to buy gold at 2000, 3000, 4000. I can't wait for gold to get to $7,000. We know it's going to get there because you're about to talk about inflation. And that's what happens when inflation hits. We know the prices are going sky high. 
And I love the fact that more people are going to buy it at a higher price than ever will at the lower. But we want people to take advantage of something that's so cheap right now. Well, speaking of price inflation, before we went to the break, we talked about it a little bit. But price inflation is on the cusp of breaking out in all currencies around the world, not just in the US or maybe in Japan. They've been through deflation, of course, but it's on the cusp of breaking out in all the major countries. And what this will translate into, Jeremy, and my expectation and many of my colleagues and you and and everybody we talk to in the industry expects this to happen. And these are non-commodity specialists. These are people dealing in stocks and all over the world in different aspects of wealth. They think it's going to translate into a furious breakout in the price of commodities, especially physical, deliverable gold and silver bullion. In particular, those two assets are extremely undervalued against what has happened in the other price inflation areas of stocks and real estate being two examples. The true economic inflation is defined as the increase in money supply and excess of wealth output. So if you look at the supply of money, when it exceeds the supply of the widget you're talking about or the item you want to buy, eventually the price of that widget has to rise. And we've seen it in food. We've seen it in some aspects of our day-to-day clothing and things of that nature, which people don't pay too much attention to. But sure as heck, five years ago, you were not taking as large a piece of your paycheck and putting it towards those day-to-day items of food and clothing and things the kids need. And, and I would add to that that things like things like low interest rate policies push investors into real estate, which have pushed potential home buyers out of real estate, and now they're renting, and those investors are raising the raising the rents, and so things are becoming even worse for Main Street. If you look at a very long-term chart, we're at that point of price inflation. And the reason it tells me this, you look at a 100-year chart of commodity prices in general or commodity index versus the Dow ratio. Interesting. It's a very interesting chart to consider. You can't see it here. You have to go look it up, folks. I'm assuming they invert. They do invert. And right now, if you look at it, commodity values against the Dow are at what we would expect exactly falls in line with why we think silver is going much higher or at their lowest they've been and right in line with the previous two lowest points in the last hundred years. It's an amazing chart to be staring at because it does tell us we are at that specific point where price inflation is going to happen. And I'm not talking about little bits of price inflation where you wake up one day and that shirt's now $50 instead of 35 or that dress shirt is 125 instead of 85. I'm talking about parabolic price increases where for a very short period of time, a lot of things are going to cost tons more, a lot more than we've ever expected because so much money is going to hit the ground all at once. I I was watching um, Boom and Bust. Uh, Mm -hmm. Gerald Salente was on Boom and Bust uh, today. And uh, there was an ad on RT, uh, not an ad, I guess they were an an advertisement for some news program coming up and they were showing Venezuela. Uh, It wasn't a wheelbarrow, but it was a bucket, like a massive Rubbermaid bucket full of Venezuelan cash. There you go. That is a pure example of price inflation. I think right now inflation's hitting us in in ways that are... are, um, insidious and quiet. Um, you know, I, we look at, at, we bring up as a topic a lot of, on the show is shrinkflation, smaller product packaging, 
smaller product in packaging and things like that. So there, there's certain things that we're seeing, but we're not getting that direct impact. When we do get that direct impact that you're talking about, I think it's going to be a situation like we had last year with Brexit, where after post-Brexit, the British pound lost 30% of its value against a basket of currencies and gold went up 30% right then and there. Absolutely. So I think that that when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about that quote at the top of the show about being prepared, I think you want to either own gold or you simply won't own gold and you'll have to deal with it at that point. It's no longer a matter of if it will happen. It's only a matter of when it will happen. And in fact, going back to 1917, there were only two prior periods when commodities were extremely undervalued versus the Dow. That was in the late 20s and the early 30s and during the 1960s. Both of those times, if you recall, and if you know anything about history, the resulting impact of what occurred in precious metals in the following decade was unbelievably powerful. In the 70s, gold rose 2,300% in a matter of 10 years. Silver did even better, 3,200% in a matter of 10 years. What if that happens right now, Jeremy? I take a portion, 10%, 15% of my wealth. What happens? Okay, well, you've got me excited because we know that the price of metals are very low. We're happy to see that uh, business is good. A lot of people are getting involved in the market, getting physical bullion in their RSP. We're seeing a lot of people who are listening to the show are deciding, hey, you know what? I've got to start with the what we like to say crawl, walk, run at Guildhall where let me put some a little bit of physical in my hand, see what this process is about, and then move forward in the market. So you've got me really excited, Darren. You're saying silver could get to $50 uh, next year. It could happen very quickly. Remember, we're talking about things changing very rapidly on the show. Inflation could enter rapidly. Interest rates could move up rapidly. Bubbles could burst rapidly. We want to be prepared. And as uh, Mikhailovich said, we were talking about this quote at the beginning of the show, we've lost the culture of preparedness. The key is not to predict the future, but to prepare for it. So Darren, I'm excited. Show me what we could do with a thousand ounces of silver if it were financed. Okay. If I was going to do the allocated financing, which I've done in the past several times, and I've, I've been part of this process, so I can speak to it. I know exactly how it works. If I wanted to buy a thousand ounces today, I could do so. I could come into Guildhall, buy 10 100 ounce bars, and my outlay is going to be roughly 18,000, give or take 18,000 US dollars, you know, yep. or translates into what, 22, 23,000 Canadian, thanks yep. to our lovely exchange rate. And that's fine. And I encourage it. I think that that's a good thing to do. However, if I was sound enough financially and was in a position to take advantage of this, I could make that same investment in 1,000 ounces, 10 100 ounce silver bars for a fraction of the price. And today's price, where we are around $17.15, my outlay could be around $10,400 Canadian. That means I get control of 1,000 ounces of silver, 10 100 ounce physical bars with inventory. I can go see them, touch them. They are mine. But when the price of silver moves up, instead of having put all of my money, all 22, 23,000 into that market, I laid out a fraction, in fact, less than half, 10,000 in a, in a little bit, and I control that 1,000 ounces, it's mine. As the market moves up, I need a move of about $8 to double my money, not 17, not 16, $17 as it would if I bought it outright, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you think the price of silver is going where we think it is, this could be undeniably the single best way to take advantage of a big move in the market and come out way ahead. 
Great way to take advantage of the market. Great way to add additional product to your portfolio as your equity is increasing. Uh, you can pay off the finance portion at any time. Take delivery of the product at any time. Fully allocated, fully segregated. You're, you're getting the serial numbers for the product. Go to the vault, visit your product, and uh, then you also get Guildhall working with you to discuss markets and things like that and show you show you the details of how this investment works. If, you're, if you like that idea, want to learn a little bit more about it, we are going to discuss it at our seminar coming up on November 18th, or you can call us right away at 1-866-274-9570. That is a good advice, Jeremy, and we are guildhallwealth.com, the website where you can go to register for that seminar. We have lots to talk about, Jeremy, when we come back in the third segment. I hope you'll stay tuned with us, folks. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Talk Radio AM 640. Once again, welcome back from the break. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver The website to go and look at the natural fancy color diamonds that we're going to be talking about in this segment, and I get excited about it every time, Jeremy, is guildhallwealth.com. There we have all of our inventory posted online. There is amazing, amazing photography Jeremy's been involved in the process of making sure that our site is second to none in the world. You'll get a real look and feel of what the diamond is going to look like when you see it. And of course, you can learn as much as possible about what it is you're going to do when you invest in a colored diamond. Look, Jeremy, we have have a, a note this week from Tim C. He wrote in to us. This is a listener to the show who has not bought a colored diamond says that he's been listening for about a half a year, six months, and has been thinking about it, has shopped other places, has done some comparisons, now writes a letter in, and this is came to our general inbox and a question about uh, diamonds. He says, I have a portfolio made up of a bunch of different traditional investments. I've been investing in stock for the better part of the last 20 years. I've had some success here and there, and I was one of the fortunate ones to have protected myself in 2008 when the stock market broke down. He then says, I have been considering a purchase of a colored diamond as part of my portfolio, but I have been uncertain as to whether or not it is for me. I have money. I've made money in the market. That's what he's implying. And then he finishes off by saying, I'd like your opinion and feedback on why I would go ahead and get a colored diamond and make it part of my portfolio from Tim C. So number one, it's it's actually a hard asset. So unlike having your in, your funds invested in the stock market, which is all paper-based, this is a hard asset that's outside that market. So they are negatively correlated, meaning that if the stock price goes down, that doesn't mean the diamonds are going down. One of the things that you're getting from a natural fancy color diamond long term is that they perform incredibly well when other bubbles are are bursting. So for example, the savings and loan crisis happened. Diamonds didn't drop. You saw uh, the dot-com bubble. Colored diamonds didn't drop. In 2008, diamonds didn't drop. Yellow diamonds as a whole fell a little bit in 2009. And then they recouped. Almost just quarterly, yeah, over two pink, quarters. Pink diamonds didn't. Nope. Some yellow diamonds did. Not the type of diamonds we have at Guildhall. But, uh, and then you just start to look at long term and you say, and we were talking about preparedness throughout the whole show and that we've lost 
that skill of preparedness. And sometimes we make plans and they don't work out because you didn't know the dot-com bubble was going to burst. And you had plans. You had plans to retire. And turns out you got to work for another 10 years. Well, with a natural fancy color diamond, this is not a concern that you're going to have because you're going to put a portion of your wealth into a natural fancy color diamond. A hard asset. It's a hard asset and incredible track record. And as long as you buy incredible quality, you're going to see that the market continues to rise in, in this in by owning it. And it's something that hopefully you don't ever have to sell. Maybe that maybe you continue to have great luck in the stock market. Maybe you continue to have luck in your other investments. But if things don't work out, you have an investment that you turn around and you say, wow, it, it, I didn't lose money on that. You know, we get people coming to Guildhall all the time looking to sell um, a white diamond or, or something like that. And, you know, they, they just don't hold their value in, in the long term. They're a little bit like a car. You, you buy it and the minute you take it off the lot, it's, it's worth next to nothing. That's not the case with the natural fancy colored diamond. And because we work so hard to acquire these natural fancy colored diamonds in our collection where we go out, we look for the highest quality in terms of clarity, strength of color. We're looking for the best cut grades so that the cut of the diamond is fantastic and makes the light look really well in the diamond, that it's doing the right things, it's sparkling, it's in, you're enjoying it. And we put our own funds into these diamonds. We make our own investment into these diamonds. So we believe in all of these diamonds that we've acquired. And so we want to help you get the best of the best. And that's why we think that you should be coming to Guildhall to invest in a natural fancy color diamond. And, you know, we will help people in the secondary market a little bit if that's something that they're looking to do. Um, and right now, if you're looking to invest in a natural fancy color diamond we're going to give you a pair of diamond earrings with our compliments on any diamond over 25000 Jingle bells, my friend. <laughs> now, we've got uh, a new diamond coming in that we're adding to the collection. It's an Argyle diamond. Now, for those aren't who are not familiar with the, the Argyle mine, I'll tell you a little bit about it. Those who are, are, are listeners to the radio show, um, you know, you've heard this all before, but the Argyle mine produces 90% of the world's pinks. And they are set to close the mine. It's been in operation since uh, the early mid-80s. And that mine is set to close in the next few years. They're saying right now about 2021. And the FCRF, Fancy Color Research Foundation, just put out a, a video about it. They spent a day at the mine. And uh, we've gotten confirmation that it, it does look like they're closing in 2021. So 90% of the world's pinks are no longer going to come to market. You're telling me... And you're in agreement with this, and we've talked about it at length, but so the listeners understand, about 90% of the diamonds that come to market, which come in totality about the size of a champagne glass, mm -hmm. are going to cease coming to market in less than 36 to 48 months. That's correct. And right now, we've already seen pink diamonds, not because the mine is closing, but because of their value, their beauty, and their rarity rise some of them as much as 30% per year in value. Give me your best guess as to what happens once that mine goes offline and we don't have a replacement for it. I think that there's, I think that there's going to be a few people that want to cash in on a, on a, on a pink diamond. I think that we're going to start to get a lot of phone calls of people who own Argyle pink diamonds that are SI or I one quality. 
And I think they're going to get the same answer that they've always gotten from us. Unfortunately, we just don't sell that type of clarity. We're looking for VS quality. Beyond that, I think those that have already invested in natural fancy color diamonds, specifically Argyle pinks, are going to want to keep holding on to them because they know that they're only going to keep going up in value at that point because they've just become that much more rare. So I think some people are may, might want to cash out at that point, and hopefully we'll try to scoop up whatever great quality we can. But I think the majority are going to hold on to it, and so the prices of these diamonds are going to, are going to go up as a result. Do you think there comes a day in time in the near future, not the distance future, but within, let's say, the next decade, that a one-carat pink, and we can put it beside a yellow right now, one-carat pink right now is going to push over a half a million dollars that's a, that's a That's a no-brainer, Darren. A no-brainer. You, you just sold a, an intense one-carat last year, I think, and it was close to that already. 600000 Um Do you think that there comes a, a day in time in the near future where we're seeing the same per-carat price in pinks as we do now with blues, where we're reaching into that million plus range for one carat pink? I think, no, I don't. I think that the pink diamonds are going to push the blue diamond market up even further. So I think that you've got a combination of, you know, red is the most rare. You got to try to even find one. Blues are incredibly rare and going for crazy prices at auction all the time. Pink diamonds are coming, are, are, very strong market, never seen any price volatility whatsoever, even better than the art market. I mean, di- colored diamonds at auction are are much stronger in price than, than even the art market. I mean, we're talking little to zero volatility on those. And then I think that, I, I think that the yellow market is going to be pushed up by the pink market as well. So, you know, yellow diamond, you can get into the market for as little as 15,000 Canadian. If you want to get into a vivid yellow, you're probably looking into the 50,000 Canadian plus range. But getting into a, a pink diamond, you know, you just speaking of pink diamonds, Darren, the one I'm about to discuss right now, we haven't seen a VS quality pink diamond in six months. Before you do, let me give the phone number because I know people want to call in to get more information about natural fancy colored diamonds. The number is one. 1- 8778silver, guildhallwealth.com again to find out more information. And again, our contact information is on the site and you can view these diamonds. They are beautiful. This is rarity in the palm of your hands. It is where 10% of the people are making 90% of the money and it is all part and parcel with the hard asset mentality that Guildhall brings forward. Jeremy, that diamond we're going to talk about today is absolutely gorgeous. And before you say that, 10 years ago, I knew very little about pink diamonds. I was learning. Paul had been into it for a very long time. We were presenting this to our clients. I knew a lot about yellows, just getting into pinks. Nobody, and I mean nobody in this world could argue with me or persuade me to give up my pinks at all, at any price right now. It would have to be an astronomically blue diamond, red diamond price for me to give up my pinks because I know what's coming next. Yeah. We've seen seller's remorse. So, yeah, you know, we've had people who wanted to sell their diamond. Uh, you know, they held it for the minimum time that we, you know, maybe discussed on the radio show and we sold their diamond. They got exactly what they were looking for and they realized, oh, you mean if I would have held it for another 10, 15 years, I'd be looking at that much more money. Well, yeah, of course, that's what we've been seeing in the market and, and that's what we continue to see. So look, we've got a 0.47 radiant cut, fancy, intense orangey pink. So just under a half carat. Just under half a carat. That's just under the vivid range. 
we're looking at a fancy, intense, orangey-pink. Now, when we think of orangey-pink on the show, we're thinking not like salmon. We're thinking more like grapefruit. That's what we're seeing with these type of colors, grapefruit or coral. It's that sort of really feminine pink color. Uh, slightly orange tinge to it. The slight, slight orange tinge. And this comes with the inscription, the Argyle inscription, so that does carry uh, additional cachet with this particular diamond. And anyone who's interested in this diamond, they are also going to receive those diamond earrings with it. So even if you decide you don't want to put this into a piece of jewelry, you just want to keep it in the box, put it into a safety deposit box, or keep it in your own private storage, you're still going to have something that you can wear and show off. And most of all, Jeremy, these diamonds go very fast. The last one we had in, about a half a carat, orangey pink, went very fast. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number to call. Guildhallwealth.com is the website to go and look at these beautiful, rare colored diamonds. When we come back in the fourth segment, maybe we'll spend a little more time talking about diamonds, but we're going to bring it full circle, folks. Talk about the wrap-up, where we expect silver and gold prices to head in the near term, and a little more about price inflation. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Talk Radio AM640. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, our last segment of this week's Real Money Show. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom is the website. Jeremy, what a busy show it's been this week. We are definitely in the frame of mind that is suggestive of a higher price in silver and gold. We talked about it in the first segment. This is where we think silver is going, up to $50 an ounce, and if it takes gold with it, gold's going back to 2000 Again, the theme for the show this week has been what uh, what uh, Mikhailovich was saying earlier this week. We've lost the culture of preparedness. The key is not to predict the future, but to prepare for it. We talked about that in the last segment with natural fancy colored diamonds. We, we talked about the everything bubble, being prepared for what happens if it bursts. We've talked about the fact that precious metals are incredibly low, very undervalued right now. Let's be prepared that when they take off, we're in this market. We're positioned to make money in nat- in natural fancy color diamonds as well as gold and silver. When we talk about being prepared, Jeremy, the topic that we have spent a great deal of time on is reading behind the headlines because as many articles tout on a day-to-day basis, Federal Reserve officials in the U.S., bankers in Canada, and pretty much all over the world take any little tiny grain of salt and they blow it right up into a salt mine. They are looking to take those headlines and make them worth way more than they are. From salt to a salt mine. That's right. All right. You you have an article that you wanted to talk about, so... Let's 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 see how they blow the salt into the salt mine. All right, I found a fellow that goes by the name of Joe Gazzardi. He's writing all over the place. This particular one comes just from an open blog that he wrote about how to assess the Bureau of Labor Statistics and their job reporting on a week-to-week basis. One of Paul's favorite all-time subjects. Just let the people know how far off they were on the unemployment reports. And we've talked about it at length. But in keeping with this trend of understanding that there is much more behind the headlines that give us reasons to invest now in gold and silver, he says, and I quote, no matter how dismal the monthly Bureau of Labor Statistics jobs reports are, the financial media invariably presents them as positive, hopeful, or trending in the right direction. After all, Federal Reserve officials like to boast that the economy is at or near full employment. 
Now we'll skip a little bit. He talks about a couple of job fairs and how much uh, anticipation, in particular Amazon job affairs, and there is a lot of hype around that. But he goes on to say, although today's headlines, and this is this past week's headlines, read that the unemployment rate is the lowest since 2000, 4.1% to be exact, the October BLS report confirms my overall expectation. The overall data was miserable. The economy created a lower than anticipated 231,000 jobs in the U.S., that is, less than Wall Street's prediction of 300,000 plus, and worse, the October labor force participation rate in the U.S. declined to a four-decade low from last month's 63.1% participation rate down to 62.1%. 7%. The number of people who exited the labor force last month soared by a near record 968,000, the third highest in history, and pushed the numbers of people detached from the labor force to an all-time high, 95.4 million. Last month, the civilian labor force shrunk by a staggering 765,000 in one month, and employed Americans dropped by 484,000. Those, my friends, are not headlines you get when you hear about how great the labor force is getting, how jobs are being created. These are not meaningful career positions, folks. They come with the odd peripheral, like in the report of the Amazon jobs where they might give low-paying jobs, which are not career positions, but they'll throw in a little bit of health care or they'll throw in a few benefits here and there to make a bit of a perk so that, of course, thousands of people line up for those positions. That's easy. Because Amazon is a big company, they have a lot of money, but the general overall consensus is that you must look behind those headlines. Jeremy, right off the beginning of the show, we talked about preparedness, preparedness from a wealth perspective, having insurance, being prepared for what's going to happen. Now, along the way, if you make a nice chunk of return because you bought silver at 17 or gold under $1,300 an ounce, that's great. And we'll be the first to give those people a pat on the back. And lots of people are doing it through Guilds Hall. But being prepared is the key here, is it not? Look, there's so many things happening in the world that we don't know what the real story is. Is it fake news? Are they are they being right? Are they not? Are they are they not? putting things in the news that should be. We know that uh, over the last couple of weeks, whatnot, Prince Mohammed bin Salman had 11 princes and 38 current and former senior officials arrested on corruption and money laundering. Well, what the hell's going on? Is it a power move? Uh, I'm reading articles that it's a move towards the Petro one. Well, we know that the Petro one is going to be backed by gold. And we know that countries like Russia and China and India are, are buying gold like crazy. It's just everyone in the U.S. just feels like, man, I don't need to own gold. Well, we know that they're buying gold in Germany like crazy. You can go to the World Gold Council and read that article. And uh, And you can look at the value of gold in their currencies, which is much higher and been much, much more in favor of the argument to own gold and silver. We know that the German uh, government is repatriating gold. And uh, look, they have a culture of being prepared. And here we're not necessarily seeing that culture of being prepared. So we're seeing things like what we talked today about, Darren, where you were talking about an article, how inflation across not just one central bank, not hyperinflation in Weimar, Germany. Well, what would happen if there was hyperinflation in most central banks? We know that they're all creating money. And we also know that we're going to be putting an article out this week in our newsletter, although you can see it on our LinkedIn 
our LinkedIn page about about interest rates. And uh, this article talks about the fact that um, interest rates, they look at interest rates over 400 years. The average interest rate is just over 4.78% 4, uh, is the average interest rate. And the conclusion of the article, um, if you don't have time to read it, I'll, I'll just give you the conclusion. We find his conclusion that a rapid nonlinear recovery in real estates can occur without any decisive events or policy, almost counterintuitive. It doesn't feel like it's about to happen, but maybe it didn't in the 80s either. Indeed, maybe the best analogy for rates today is the proverbial beach ball held underwater. So, you know, interest rates could rise rapidly. Are you hedged against that? Are you ready for it? I know the government of Canada is preparing for it because they're stre- they're about to stress test new buyers in the market for it. So they're a little bit prepared for it or they're at least thinking about it. How else can you prepare for interest rates rising or inflation or things like that? But by having some physical bullion in your portfolio. Now at Guildhall, you can buy it and take it home. You can store it in our depository. You can put it in a registered account, physical, allocated, segregated, get an inventory report of the product that you're holding. Full transparency. You know that you bought this bar. It's yours. It's in your registered account for your retirement. And trade other assets right along gold and silver in a registered account. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And and for every $5,000 invested US, you're going to get one gram of gold up to up to 10 grams of gold. Thank you very much. And you know, Darren, you were just mentioning the, the salt turning into the salt mine about uh, employment and, and generating jobs. And you know, I just thought I'll do a quick little research here. You know, during the Reagan administration in the 80s, they had months where they were creating, and this was a recession, and they were creating over a million jobs in one month on many occasions. So it's interesting how the the mainstream media can be so happy that any job is created. You know, 250,000 is, is a miracle. Well, it's 89, not a miracle. Yeah, 89,000 of which were low-paying restaurant-related jobs. That's no miracle, my friend. We are not seeing real growth in the economy. You're 100% right. Folks, we're running out of time for today. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver Website is guildhallwealth.com. And today you have been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. On behalf of Jeremy, I want to thank you very much. You're listening to Talk Radio AM 640.